Next, I'd like to introduce. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? I'm Youngest, I'm medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. I need the finger. Yeah, baby. I like when I get the finger point. You know, when Joe came in here, Larry, Larry would point at me. He was all, you know, official with the finger out. Boom. Let me know. It's kind of like, you know, in the in the world I'm from, I literally get the action. You know, and if it's a really, really emotional scene, you'll get, you know, the director will go, action, Daniel. Action, Daniel. Yes, action. I like being yelled at. Whenever you're ready, Daniel. Please. Yeah, I like being yelled at. <laughs> I like being up, particularly please. when I'm doing porn. Daniel, I forgot to tell you, please do not uh, look Polly directly in the face when you're here oh, in, you the, <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, he's, he won't look Polly right, right in the eye. He, he's told me a story of an actor who I will not name that he was not allowed to look at on a set. I was told by an assistant to this actor, whatever you do, do not look at him <laughs> while you're on set. It was, and this was yeah. for a, a big film. I'm on my first day of rehearsal. And they said, this guy comes in my trailer and he goes, yeah, Mr. So-and-so would appreciate it if you don't look at him or talk to him unless it's when you're engaging with him in a scene. And I turn around and I'm waiting for like the wah, 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 you know, and no, he was dead serious. So I walked out of the trailer, I walked into his trailer and he had a sea of like assistants and people and hair and makeup and a chef and bodyguards and all. And I went, did you send this idiot into my trailer to tell me that I'm not allowed to look at you? Well, you know, you don't understand. I said, no, 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 just answer my question. Did you send this guy into my trailer? To, and I, I walked over to the producer. I said, I'm done. I left. I quit. They sued me. They lost. Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah. I, I have a story. I used to do TV locally. We interviewed a very famous rock star. Mm. And when it went in, it was the person doing the interview is the only one to, allowed to make eye contact or talk with her. So the camera guys, the producers, everything had to be funneled through me to talk to them. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, man. Yeah, sorry. sorry. I like that. Mm. I like that. And you can't say who? Uh, it was a female. That's only. <laughs> so who, Pat Benatar? Uh, nope. Joan Jett. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> uh, Joan Jett, I thought, would have thought was cool. No, she was great, too. And they, the funny thing is, we got in there and she was nothing like that. Like, you get in there... She must have turned it on for you. No, but, like, I think people are scared of, you know, celebrity. Like, so you get well, stuff yeah, handed down to you. Well, yeah, but when you get the assistant and the people working for you, you get to play good cop, bad cop. It's really easy to do, you know? So you tell, you, you tell that dude, if he looks at me once, if he asks me, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he she gets to to, to rise. So when above. you show up, he can say, "No, I never said that, man." Right, no. No, oh, there must be a misunderstanding, man. Yeah, don't yeah. Look, yeah, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady is in the news, ladies and gentlemen. The New England Patriots quarterback, uh, his personal trainer Alex Guerrero, has been stripped of multiple team privileges. He has no more sideline pass. He is not allowed on the team plane. Evidently, uh, Coach Belichick has had it with this cat, and he has banished Mr. Guerrero. This guy had his own office, too, at the stadium. I think he still has the office, but he's been told that he can only deal with 
uh, Brady. He can't deal with other players. He's become this huge distraction. So, I mean, you have to take a look at that. It, it must be pretty bad because, you know, Brady is a, a pretty legendary quarterback and a, and a very, very big part of that team. He's 40, so you think that his trainer probably plays a big role in his conditioning and keeping him happy and healthy. And you want your quarterback, you know, to be happy, obviously. So for Belichick to do that, this guy must have been all over the place. He must have really been a pain in the butt. But why wait till now? Like, of all, well, like, how long has this guy been around? Well, because we haven't heard about the straw that broke the camel's back. So something happened where yeah. he showed up on the sidelines with six friends. You know, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, or, 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 or he, he did something. I, I would imagine, knowing Belichick, here's going to be my prediction. I think he did something services-wise to a player that was contrary to what the team medical staff wanted done. So he either took this guy in and started stretching him and did some... You know, some type of therapy on him that the that was not what was what was told to do. So if he went against the wishes of Belichick's staff, mm-hmm. I guarantee Belichick dropped the hammer on him. He probably didn't like the guy anyway. Yeah, I got the vibe that he was just annoying. Like he was always around, being irritating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, it's like it's like the assistant. You know, when yeah. you, when when you're directing a movie and an actor has a personal assistant who's just a tool. You know, and this guy shows up all the time, and he's constantly going, "Uh, yeah, you know, he Frank doesn't want you. Know, excuse me, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I I could see where that would happen, but but I'm gonna take this a step further now. Could it be that maybe just the other players were saying, "Hey, can I bring my friend?" It could oh, be. It could be. Yeah. It could be. But you know what? There is a pecking order. You know, so if you're Emmett Smith or Troy Aikman. You get it, and maybe then Michael Irvin. You know, what I mean, and so, but yeah, there's a certain amount of space on a sideline. You you bring up a good point. Maybe somebody else, you know, Gronkowski, one of those guys, said, "Yeah, I'm bringing my girlfriend." You know, or you know, at what point do you draw the line, or what do you say? The guy does have a, an office at the stadium, so. Yeah. Yeah, but I heard, I thought it was interesting, and the reason why I jumped to the the uh, the guess and the conclusion that I did was that. I heard he also, as part of his official memorandum, said no other players. This is Tom Brady. So I think he probably started seeing, which which means they're not seeing their staff. If they're going to this guy, you know, you want to you want you want to be able to go to your guy and go, hey, he says he can play. Can he really play? Yeah. What are we risking here? What's the MRI? What's the X ray? What's how's he looking? If you're going to this other guy and you're not relying on your guys, you're losing trust and faith in your system. So I, I could see where that would be a problem. But Paulie had a good point too, though. I mean, he somehow he's kept Tom Brady healthy till what? Tom's till forty. He's, he's sixty-seven 40. years old right. at this point. No, and I, and I don't know how much of that we accredit to this guy or whatever. Certainly, this if mentally he feels you know that safe with this guy and this guy works well with others, but it doesn't sound like that's a scenario. And and, and make no no doubt about it. And that's why I'm going to go into the next phase of this, which is is this the precursor for Brady? To leave the New England Patriots because I got to tell you something. I predicted it weeks ago when the conversation was he was the topic of interest by the San Francisco 49ers. And Brady came out afterwards when he heard that his name, the 49ers originally came to that, to New England, interested in Brady. And they talked about it. Yeah. And so Brady did not, you would have thought he would have gone, I can't believe they, he didn't. He said, listen, it's a business. I realize that. You know, I, he didn't, he never said, I really want to end my career knowing. He said, I realize I could end up playing for somebody else, which is a very realistic look at it at 40 years old. You know, what is their future? When do they start grooming a guy? Because one hit and he's gone. Yeah. You know, so, so is this, is this the precursor? Did they, did, is Bel- did Belichick start this? Because they're going to get rid of him. Oh, I like it. It could be, but their backup plan's now playing for the 49ers. You know? Yeah, but, well, you know what? They, 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 that's craft up there. He'll go buy somebody. Yeah, you also have to realize he's 40. Like, they got to have some 
they got to be grooming somebody soon, right? No, they're. I think they grab. Yeah, I think they grab somebody that's. Why well, we match Eli with New England for two years when Brady goes. I like that hot take. I like that. You you said this too though. It's going to be weird for him to be ending his career in another jersey. Like, does he want to do that? Why not just end now? You know what? Get rid of he says he can play for four more years. That's what he said after the San Francisco conversation. He said, I think I can play for four more years. That's my goal. So, so barring an injury, and certainly he's the number one rated quarterback in the AFC right now. I mean, so he's. we're not seeing a, a drastic dip in his ability. You know, with Eli, the team suffered. This team is poised to win the AFC and go to another Super Bowl. You know, them and the Steelers. And the but Steelers, when you have the career that Tom Brady has had, it's not like you need four more years to finish your boat payments or something. You've got the money. You've got the name. Okay, and so uh, and so, I'll bring. You know, uh, I'll make sure that one of the uh, mystery guests that I bring is an NFL quarterback that's retired, and I'll ask them what was the hardest part of your career, the season after I retired. Every one of them. Oh. It is so difficult to find when 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 your life. For 20 seasons, 16 seasons, so the guys that went a long time. Dan Marino, I know Dan had a really, really hard time. I'm sure Jim Kelly, although I've never had this conversation with him, I can ask him and say, you know, how was that? You know, that camaraderie, you start getting ready, you start training. It's like leaving the military. You've been doing this since you were a freshman in high school. Yeah. You know, some of these guys, 25 years they've been doing it. You know, they start a certain way, then then the quarterbacks come in, and then they start to watch film, and they start to do this, and the... And, and that that thing in the locker room that they miss. That's why they all go to all these golf tournaments and all this stuff because it's so hard for them. To, they're home and they're like, "Oh yeah, I have kids." You know, I mean, but listen, yeah. they haven't been around for yeah. a year long. You know, yeah. they're, they're, the wives are the ones that really did a bulk of that work at home. They have to concentrate to play at a high level, twenty four seven to do so. And Brady is the MVP of the league right now. He's forty. You know, right, he right. he may have four years left in him, and the, would the Patriots be willing to risk that they let him go too soon? But they they seem to have a that franchise has well, the golden touch when it comes to knowing when to let jettison somebody when it's time to go. But, but you know, the other thing too about them is is, and I've always said this, I'm not taking anything away from Brady, but how good a quarterback would he have been if he quarterbacked the Jets for 20 years? You know what I mean? I mean, would he would he be in this conversation, or or better yet, would Vinny Testaverde be an, a Hall of Fame quarterback if he, had he played for New England under Belichick? I don't know, man. That system is pretty hot, though. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, but the, the, he's won a lot of games with receivers that you couldn't name. You know, I mean, he had Randy Moss for a little while, but he last year they wanted they won with nobody. You know, it's yeah, he, but he, but that goes to show you, man. He he did. It's the system. I don't think it's so much, but I think it's a combination. But I think the system. I think Belichick is just that great a coach, and I think that yeah, and that, that their teams uh, they know how to win. I think Brady's the best of all time. Best all time quarterback. I'm, I'm willing to throw that out there. I think he's the best to ever play the game. Wow, wow, that's high praise. High praise. That's high praise from them all. Especially from me. That means a lot. <laughs> text. Any praise from you <laughs> yeah. is a lot. We're reading your text, of course. You want to get involved? Chime in on the Brady conversation. The phones are for ESPN 44. And, of course, the text line, 288-0644, if you want to get involved here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa. Liverpool Pool and Spa, which I went down and visited, by the way. The mm. thing is like the mecca. Yes! It, 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 it's unbelievable. It, they had a spa in there. That had more holes on a golf course. Wow. I mean, it, it, it was it was amazing. And that includes sprinkler heads. I saw your video of it. it looked Did you nice. see it? Wasn't it nice? nice? I'm ready to post that as soon as Liverpool Pool and Spa sends my spa over there. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. I was looking at that spa and I was like, if I got in it, my little body would have been blown across. <laughs> just blown right out of the gym. Well, I have a, you know, like a four-man sizable spa in my backyard. And um, 
this thing, you could have fit two of my spas in it. Yeah. It was so big. I wonder what it costs to heat that bad boy. You got it. Don't worry. More than I make in a year. You got it. You got it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The great one. Brian in the uh, Facebook chat, Facebook Live. uh, uh, Brian Logan says Brady is the greatest of all time. He does not disagree with Paulie. Number one. Number one of all time. I mean, Joe Montana is a close second. I don't know. I, you know, Brady's one with a lot of no names, man. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going to sign off and say he's the greatest of all time if he gets to a Super Bowl with another team next year because he's gone. He's if, gone. If he gets this there the this precursor. year, he's 40. This is the precursor. He's gone. He's gone. He's not going to be a New England Patriot next season. Who's looking for a quarterback? Who, Jacksonville. Who are your favorite players as a kid? Do they end up playing on the team that you remember most? Like I, I, I'm a Steelers fan. I remember Franco Harris played for the Seahawks. When he ended his well, career. Well, Joe Namath, when I was a little kid, then he went to the Rams. That was very strange. Um, no, Roger Staubach was one of my all-time. Yeah. I mean, I just thought he would epitomize what you want want to become, and, and, and it, he stayed in Dallas this whole career. It plays into what you think. That it, also, they the players don't know when it's time to let go. Like They think they've got that one more year or two in them, and yeah. they go somewhere else, and it doesn't work out for them. Well, and so, and so, and so take a look at that. Now, take a look at Manning, who's, who, who comes to mind. That does not seem after what happened. Now, another coaching staff is going to have to come in. But if you're Eli Manning and you've won, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I believe he's going to the Hall of Fame. And he's won two Super Bowls. He's won MVP of both those Super Bowls. Do you hang? Do you actually go somewhere else because you have something to prove to yourself? Or or do you just walk away and, and you know? See, I, I think if he's in a situation where he can win, like if Jacksonville came calling, yeah, you go. But you you, you can't go somewhere but, but where he, you're but, not going to win. But even, even if Jacksonville came calling, so so so... What would the reason, and this is just me, and here's a great example of the difference between me and some of my own brothers. So I'm moving to Syracuse. I'm going to be closer to mom. I'm going to be around my sisters. I'm going to be around some of my family. Um, You know, well, are you going to be able to get TV auditions? Are you going to be able to? I went, probably not, no. But I'll continue to make my own films, and people still call, and I go go out and I do a movie, you know, here and there. But it's what you're, you're, you're looking to do and what you want out of your life. So if you're Eli Manning and you've had that kind of career with one team, you've definitely proven, you know, um, beyond anything to do with with being Peyton's brother and all the other stuff. So he's done his thing. And and so if you go to Jacksonville and you win the Super Bowl, does that change anything? Yeah, you want another Super Bowl. That, I, I think it's really? just, Yeah, if you can win a Super Bowl, you stay in the league. If you can't, you go. But you win it with not your team. It's like it's not your team. Yeah. But it's a Super Bowl. You want you don't care what your team is. He wasn't a <laughs> okay, giant so, so, when he so, came so, into the so league. Let me ask, you, let me ask you this. Based on what you said, then the answer to this question would be true. So if he goes to Jacksonville and backs somebody up and wins a Super Bowl, does it count? He gets a, he wins a Super Bowl. No, well, see, I think that's well, different. He, he wins a Super Bowl. If he wants he wins to, a Super Bowl. If he wants to be a backup, then yeah, that's fine. Uh, but so it's, but if, it's he's, a, if, if he's if you play, take the team yourself and yeah, play, yeah. Then it counts. Yeah, because it depends. Man, I would think at his age, he just got to be tired of getting beat up. Say you've been, you've been married 15 years. You're out of the bar. There you go. You see Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. You're hitting it off. You and Katy Perry hitting it off. Yeah. Now, you got the option. I could sleep with Katy Perry right now, but I'd lose my wife. Do I take the one, which is Katy Perry, and I can brag about that for a little while. That's right. a stupid analogy. Go, no, it is not. <laughs> it's You've a got... stupid analogy because Katy Perry's not paying me to sleep with her. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Listen, actually, actually, actually that's not true because she probably would pay me to sleep with her. Yes, right. All right. Now, I have Robin, so the answer would be no. Right, exactly. Never well, ha- I never had a greater lover than you, Rob. I know you. you're listening. Wow. 
Okay. High praise, that's, but that's but high that's praise. not the case either because you're not being your wife. But not either way, if I'm quarterbacking or if I'm making love, I'm going deep, baby. We'll get involved for ESPN forty four. Of course, the text line is two eight eight zero six forty four, and of course, Katy Perry, if you're listening, let's. Uh, I am a happily married man. Call me. Let's talk. It's Daniel Baldwin show. Wow, I'm having a pretzel. ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin show. Ah! And we're back. We're going to talk SU basketball, baby. So, Polly, I mean a pretzel. <laughs> That's a, a little radio advice. You want to have the food out of your mouth oh. before you go. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah, I like the fact that you can hear me chew it, <laughs> touch it, bite it. Um, You saw the game. I only saw a little bit of it. And then I saw the press conference. What did you think about SU's performance? Uh, I thought they had an opportunity to uh, wipe them out and didn't take advantage of it. But I also think Buffalo is a very good team that most people didn't realize how good they were going into the game. And Coach Beheim and others and, and Jerry McNamara on this very show said, listen, you'd be surprised at how good Buffalo is. This is not going to be a cakewalk. But I have to say, I've said it before, and Coach Beheim said it in his post-game interview. It doesn't seem like they have the, the boys yet have that, you know, Julius Caesar when he puts the thumb up or down. You know, they don't have that ability just to lop their head off when they got him down. And the difference for me in the first half, when you've got an opponent down 12 and you, and you know you can make it 20, you know, or 19, that's such a big, and then suddenly you shoot the ball poorly, you make a couple of turnovers, a couple of bad decisions, and bang, it's that four point game going to halftime. At one point, they pulled it to like 50 to 49 as you had to leave. It was a one point game deep they, into the second half. Yeah, they took the lead in the second half, and it was, uh, it got scary. Frank Howard made a turnover that could have cost him the game, but he stood up and nailed a big three. Just, uh, didn't let the stupid turnover that he made bother him. This is a team that can't defend three-point shooters. Oh, my God. They're terrible against a three-point shooter. And they've got a guy in the middle that changes you know, the way people are shooting the ball. There's not a statistic for when the Chalupa gets in there <laughs> and, and, he, and he puts his hands up at seven foot two yeah. uh, you know, uh, for, for chain shots that create misses. And they're doing still well. They didn't do as well rebounding, but... The two things that are going to get get us in trouble as we get into ACC play, are the fact that we're shooting the ball so poorly. I mean, we really are still shooting the ball poorly. Uh, you know, we've jumped up from a, a whopping sixteen point seven percent somewhere in the twenties now, but you know, which is an improvement, but it still isn't what we need. I don't wonder where they'd be without. Everyone keeps talking about battle. Where would they be without Brissett? They they have three guys that can score. That that's an issue with this team, and they got to find scoring somewhere else. And uh, well, they're a young team, and hopefully they'll find it before before uh, it gets too late into the season. It's funny that you bring up Frank Howard. I've got a text here for you, Daniel. Of course, if you want to text Daniel Baldwin, you can do that two eight eight zero six forty four. Daniel, do you think that any of the uneasiness with Frank Howard is that SU is traditionally a point guard rich program, and Frank is just not a true point guard yet? Well, you know, he's two years playing point guard right now, so he is a point guard. Um, I think his biggest problem more than shooting for me is how the high ratio of turnovers. He throws a ball away a lot, Paulie. Yeah, he's got an ADD, it seems like, out on the court. <laughs> you just There's a couple plays a game where you're just like, I said this last year, like, the average fan looks and goes, why the hell did he do that? And they're right. You know, like, why the hell did he do that? 
So is it, is it because he's too enthusiastic, you think, in trying to make too much happen, or is he just he's got bad eyesight? What's the problem? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's kind of a it's kind of a, he's learning he's learned the position over the past couple of years, and I think he he doesn't realize that there's three scorers on the team, and he tends to try and give the ball to players that aren't scorers in position to score, and it doesn't always work out for him. But he also turns the ball over just crossing midcourt, not looking. Not you know. Those not are the ones that the drive defender. me crazy. Yeah, yeah. those so, are the ones that drive me crazy. Do you the think we'd just... be in a situation now where Geno Thorpe would be seeing more playing time if he'd stuck around? Who Gino, knows? Geno's on a couch right now. <laughs> yeah, listen, who listen knows to the show. Geno, you're still eligible. Geno, give, give, give us a call, Geno. Oh, is he, he's gone. Once he signed, it, once he yeah, said he's, he's gone, out, he's gone. Who gone, cares? He's done. Now you quit the team. You who wants him back? Loser, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, they, uh, <clears throat> Buffalo shot ten of thirty-four from three-point land. That's not great. Georgetown no. didn't shoot that well either. So, uh, is there somebody else that's a youngster that can come in and, and and what if you moved Howard over to the to the off guard? Well, they got Howard Washington who could potentially play, but he's he's a freshman. They're, I think what you got, you got. You got a you young just, squad. You just got to get through this t- season with what you got. And next I say year. play the freshman. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. I, I thought what I had, what I thought was going to be a hot take. But apparently, I'm not alone in this. I will not blow up anyone's spot. But I feel like this St. Bonaventure game is going to be their first surprising loss. Well, the, don't kid yourself. It's not going to be a surprise. Yeah, no, St. Bonnie's beat Maryland. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the real deal up there, up at the Bonaventure. The A-10's a good, you know, league, though. But every once in a while, one of those teams gets two studs on their team. St. Bonaventure can play basketball, and you're playing, are we playing them there? Here, and they don't, uh, they don't turn the ball over. Their backcourt's... Two studs, ice running through their veins. Oof. I don't think I don't think Syracuse is going to lose. You don't? No, no. I don't, I don't want them to lose. Obviously, but I feel like it, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen against Bonaventure. So you think Syracuse is going to lose? Right? I heard that. I do. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Put me on record. I don't want them to. Put, put wow. me on record. All right, I'm going to challenge them. All right. Uh, loser by Subway. Okay, one, I'm done. One sandwich. I'm done. Five dollar footlongs is as much money as I can afford right now. No, you're going. I'm going double meat. Oh, how dare you? Yeah, I'm going like eight. Don't you dare go meatball sub on me. I do not. I'm going, double, I'm going double meat. You're getting the Larry of sandwiches. Do <laughs> you like Larry's shirt? The Five dollar footlong. There was a big conversation about Larry's shirt. Larry today. Dickman's shirt cannot contain that gut that wants to burn. And I got a fat gut, but that gut. Oh my god. He needs that was stovetop stuffing right there. <laughs> That was a, that was an ad for stovetop stuff. He looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy, does he not? He's walking around. You want to poke his belly? <laughs> <laughs> he had it going. Can we get him in here on camera? Yeah, he'll come in. He'll come in here. Yeah, Larry, come on in. in. Larry, we know you're listening. Larry, we know you. I don't. No, know I, if would, I would. I would count does, does he have a Polly dartboard now? Polly took his spot. <laughs> I don't. Chuck and Bart darts a Polly. <laughs> I don't. Know. I think he does. He does. I'm gonna get a Polly dartboard. He's got oh, a that's so great. He's got a little Polly voodoo now. He little does. tiny voodoo dolly pokes it with pins. Stabbing it. He stabs right into it. Holding oh, a lighter so to my crotch. Yeah. Oh, why is it? <laughs> you know, you want to do stuff you don't do. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're home. You're feeling pokes into okay. your temple. Let's go to the break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, this uh, four-star center, Tyrone Sampson, has decommitted to playing football at Syracuse University. And I've got a, a, another story to tell you about Urban Meyer and uh, Coach Sweeney over at Clemson. We'll be back after this. Did you miss In the Booth with Matt Park? Can I just say something that's kind of embarrassing? I know where I was on December 18th, 1997. For whatever reason, it's always stuck in my mind when I heard of Chris Farley's passing. It's just like your Lennon and Kennedy experience. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly right. When Chris Farley passed away, I was uh, with UNC Greensboro basketball team for a game at Vanderbilt. In the Booth. 
two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Follow us on Twitter, ESPN Syracuse, ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. I got the point. And we're back. And Joe Salzone, a.k.a. Larry Dickman, is in the studio. Let's get his entry music. Yeah, baby. Shouldn't that be playing as I'm walking into the room? It should have been, but you came in prematurely. It's not the only thing you do prematurely. (laughs) (laughs) So we've heard. Larry. Welcome back to the big show, Larry. It's that song is so apropos because there's just something about this idiot that I can't get enough of. <laughs> right. right. Is. There's something about you. I don't know Larry. what Larry. Oh yeah. We were just sitting out Keep so playing it. It's beautiful. Daniel was in the kitchen. Larry walks so they must have had pizza or something yeah, today. They did. It was a classic moment. So so I'm sitting there and I'm putting notes, assembling notes for the different segments for the show. And there's this it's the ultimate Eeyore moment. So there's, there's there's a couple of like crusty rolled up. They look like they've been sitting there for days. Pieces of pizza on a paper plate, and then there's the new fresh box. And so he he's but the the drama of it. He stands and looks down at the box, and then looks up at me and looks down at the box, and then opens a box and there's nothing in the box. <laughs> and he goes figures. And then turns around and walks out. Yep, that's a pretty accurate description of, that of is what your, that was like. That's your life, yeah. Larry. He's I, like a permanent slide whistle going, <laughs> I, it's his life. I can tell you that those two pieces of pizza are fresh and delicious because I brought them in. Uh, oh. They're from uh, Shifties. They're from our lunch today. Yeah. Oh. So, so you pocketed a couple. You're like uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd in uh, Trading Places. The no, fish in like, yeah. the food. Stuff, stuff in the no, I, we had a bunch of food left over from lunch. So I just brought it in and threw it on the table. That was very kind of you. Yeah, but nothing for you, but... Yeah. So why didn't you look at the other slices then? Did not even see they were there. Did not know. You were focused on that box, right? I was. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I hear you get a free lunch from Matt Park? Uh, let's hope it's free, yeah. yeah. Well, did he invite you to lunch? He did. When? Earlier today. I was grooming you for something, man. It's a big movie. Are, <laughs> Are you, you going, Polly? Uh, yeah, I think it's the Matt Park Show holiday lunch. What yeah. is that, tomorrow? Friday. Friday. Wow. This is like the this is like every party that goes on in this place. I get no memo, no invite. Well, nothing. it's the Matt Park show. I'm not Who cares? going. I, without me, who's Matt Park? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. You are damn right. So you get to go. Are you gonna? You're, it's gonna be at a non-disclosed. <laughs> I can't focus with the <laughs> '80s. Julie, isn't it the best? Oh, it's the best. It's gotta play uh, in the background every time he's you. You are show. gonna. You're gonna drink at this lunch. I'm told I'm not supposed to. But who told you that? Who told uh, you that? My direct supervisor. Wow. He's strongly suggesting that I don't. I, oh, no, am I wrong? Over. No, no, am no, I you're, wrong you're totally that? wrong. I got to see how this plays out. Listen, I got to see how this plays out. First of all, you screwed this up because you should have sent him out to lunch before Park Show and then had him in here all tootsed out. I said that would have been that, I'm I can, me, that I can tell been you golden. there's really no change in my demeanor. Oh, I mean, I'm, are you kidding me? You got a I'm, cape, you run around uh, the house with a diaper and all that. You're yeah. such a liar. So you're going to, Matt Park's putting the bill? I guess so. You wow. can have cocktails. Multiple? I'll allow it. Oh, dude, okay. get no, I dookie. Like better, I like better. Get, get in there on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Get in there on Friday. Yeah. 
So, so if you don't know, Josh, give him the details for Friday because I'm coming in. I'm celebrity bartending on this. Yeah, this is a, this is going to be. A, we're doing. We do our. Well, he's going to be here. I told you that. We do our K Rock Festivus show. Get him remote. He's going to be the check in on the on the yeah, on the thing. We'll see about that. We're going to be doing our K Rock Festivus show, show out up. at the uh, uh, the Woodland uh, Farm Brewery. Daniel's going to be the surprise guest. We haven't really announced that yet. He's going to pop out of there. Just oh, sort I'm of did. But, to not, but on this audience, now they know. Yeah, but like millions of people listen to the show. Like yeah. 19 people listen to my show. <laughs> Accurate. So you're saying get him drinking at like 9 a.m.? Oh, I say get him out there at 6 in the morning at your thing. Get him so belligerent. Get him so smash-o'd. Yeah. Then let Park take him to lunch. Then bring him, <laughs> then bring him on our then show. Bring him right here. Right, because that's all, all on Friday, right? sauced up, yeah. Yeah, so he goes from us, sauced from you, gets re-sauced with Park, and then we bring him in here and we play something about you the entire time. <laughs> well, that, that would probably put me in a better mood. And we lay you out and we paint your body. As <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas yeah. tree. We make you into yeah, a big Christmas tree. Yeah, let's do it. Let's like turn them into a... Cody Max stunt. Yeah. Yeah, let's pick your favorite end zone and paint it on them. Let me see here. Uh, what do you got? Oh, we are, <laughs> we, are, we are now invited to the lunch. Oh, boy. But if we go, Joe and Seth cannot go. <laughs> oh. See? Listen, and the fact no, that we no, have that 19 so listeners bad. is because Park leads us in is the real <laughs> yeah. reason why we have it. No, that is so uh, bad. So, so so let's touch on something else but that, that I'd like to get to the bottom of. So we, we, we asked for you mm-hmm. on the show during the last segment and yeah, got no, and got no response. Yeah, so, I, was, so, I, was, I was listening. So when you came in the room, you said, no, I'm not listening. I'm doing a promo. <laughs> so you're producing our show not and you're not listening to our show? I don't this conversation at all. He's call screening, but he's not listening to the show that is happening at this moment. He's call screening, taking calls, which means a phone rings and it, it, he, he has to see that. He has I mean, to the hear president that. could be calling right now. We have no idea. <laughs> right. All right. Right. Yeah. Or somebody doing a cheap impression of the president. Yeah, exactly. Hello. You have to make a promo for this show, too. You have to listen. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah. You were. You just said you. All right. What was the. Okay. What did we say in the first segment? Sports. <laughs> he got us. All right. He got us. He got us. Uh, will you model that shirt for us? <laughs> I will not. Because that's the that reason why we brought you in. We want you to yeah, model the shirt figured. for us. Come on. Can his, we just please? show us the shirt? We had a whole. We did a whole segment on yeah, it. Yeah. His shirt is so tight that the buttons are <laughs> screaming for help. And yeah. Joe, Joe, I am just as fat as you. How much do you weigh? I, I, really, I, I have no you. idea. Two, two fifty. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't think and, I'm over two hundred. Then you're, I'm fatter than you, so don't be shamed. My gut sticks out just as much as yours, except I know not to shop in the children's husky section. <laughs> I buy a shirt that I fit in. <laughs> Anything else? We just sorry, want you to model a shirt one time. I'm, I'm not doing that. You're Your not model? buttons are clinging. Like their no. fingers are now hanging I, onto a skyscraper. Now he's getting mad. Now he's getting mad. No, I'm mad. So I give, I, I've given up. Give it up on what? On, on everything. <laughs> we like you. Guys, you guys have killed whatever joy I had. It's you never you killed had joy. your joy. When I came here, you were a shell of a man. I created Larry. I miss those days. <laughs> what do you want out of life, Larry? Yeah, what do you want from life, Larry? What do you want? Lie down. Lie down. To Talk to him. <laughs> The end game. Like, what do you want? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so he terrible. He just wants it over. That is so terrible. Uh, all right. Wow. He's running out the clock. <laughs> oh, you are, man. You're in a, like he's running out the clock, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> the two minutes. He's in a stall. Uh, he's in a four-corner <laughs> stall. Just pass the back and forth. Dean Smith in it. What does so 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 we're going to talk about this in the last segment? But since we have you here, mm-hmm. I want to end on, on on a good note. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't think this is going to end well. <laughs> what does your holiday look like? What do you, what, what goes on in your holiday? Uh, 
it's changed a lot over the years. Paulie and I were talking about this. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was younger, Christmas Eve would be a big fish dinner, and Christmas Day would the be... The loaves and fishes? That's <laughs> <Right. laughs> an Italian thing. You yeah. have fish on Christmas Eve. And Christmas Day would be pretty low-key. Now it's kind of a hodgepodge. It, it, it varies year to year. You're going home to see your family, though, right? Yes. Yeah. I am. Do you all just like play a game of categories and stare at each other, or like what happens? We drink a lot. Oh, we do you drink, drink a lot? Yeah. What do you? What is your cocktail of choice? I'm when a beer you're guy. I like beer. You was it? I mean, look at his gut. Obviously, I get. I get a knockback. Oh, down. he lifted his wow. shirt up. No, what I want to know more about that though. No, no, there's very something very interesting. <laughs> oh God! So your hair usually starts here or grows down, and some people have a hairy stomach. Yeah. You have a hairy stomach, and it's bald going up. There. <laughs> yes. What, what is that? I've got the George Costanza uh, body hair. <laughs> It was like the Hiroshima of pubes went off in his crotch. No, when he, up this way. no, no what, what got me was is that there was there was foliage. He leaned back, he leaned back, and the light grabbed his upper oh, ma- man boobs. Yeah, yeah, and blasted me with yeah. light. It two quite, two moths flew out. It was amazing. <laughs> That's so terrifying. Larry, you're freaked out. Thank you, thank you, Larry. Happy holidays, thank Larry. You, Larry. Okay. Enjoy yeah. your drinking with your family and. I hope you get you a think, bigger shirt for Christmas. Think, <laughs> I'm gonna buy. I'm totally buying him a shirt. I'm totally buying him a shirt. You want to tell you the size he wears? Doesn't matter. I, I can take a look and see. <laughs> take a look and see. All right. Will you tell us what size shirt you're wearing? Uh, no. Can I look? It's a medium. It's a medium. Yeah, this is a medium. Oh, you idiot! That's denial. That's, That's denial. Still, this denial. is a this is a medium. Uh, I'm a large now. I, I, yeah. What you? You're I'm an extra large. <laughs> you're slowly you're accepting. Joe, it. Joe, you've been a large since you were 14. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had that shirt since eighth grade. <laughs> about a year. Joe, you're an extra. Joe, look at me. I care about you. Later. You're an extra large. All right. I do care about you. Don't. Uh. Now get out of my face. I'm looking, I'm looking at you. <laughs> we'll come back and ready to close things out. It's the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Yeah! This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now! And we're back for the fourth and final segment of today's show. So as I promised, we're going to do an ongoing series this week of what is it you do on your vacation days. So I went yesterday, I talked about Baldwin traditions and everything. Josh? Oh, yes. You're, you're in the hot seat, baby. What For does what? it look Just, like? Uh, what the holidays? It, you know, what, your, your days off, your holidays, what does it look like in the gross sense? I'll tell you, the holidays are going to be uh, very kid-friendly. I've got an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. They're very excited about the visiting of uh, one Santa Claus. And uh, so the night before, we'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll do the classic reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. We'll sit on the couch and I'll read it. Wow, I'm very, I'm very into that. And then we all go to bed. We uh, the kids have matching Christmas PJs. We tuck in, good night, and then we all go to bed. And we're up at uh, seven a.m. for the for the gifts. Seven a.m. no earlier. You, do you have a set time? Do you have rules? Like my parents, it was nine o'clock, and you had they had oh, to have nine co- o'clock's hard. They nine had, o'clock. They had to have coffee and be on the couch <laughs> at that time. Phil Stabilia, two p.m. I don't want you up before two p.m. <laughs> No, it's seven, seven, six o'clock is good. I can handle six. We do nap. I'm up at five every day anyway, so it yeah. doesn't really matter to me. But the kids, uh, nine o'clock, man. That's a rough. That's, yeah, cr- we, that's, that's And there was like 28 of you guys. Yeah, there's eight of us. So. And what did you all do? Like bounce around in like a back oh, room? Oh, you know why for him it was nine? Why? Because he's, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like 19 years between you and the last one. So no, you, no, this was when everybody was is still in the house. 
It was nine o'clock. What, what's the gap between you and number se- six seven? Six years, seven years, something like that. Seven years. So yeah, when so he's getting up at five, this kid's a teenager going, dude, I'm not getting up. I'm not going to bed early, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So they made it nine for him. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't remember that everybody else is getting up at six. <laughs> yeah, they, Having a great time. Yeah. They just beat the crap out of him when <laughs> he was But there were the kid. kids that get out of bed at like three in the morning, and they're like, I'm going downstairs. No, you're not. Well, I would get the, I, I get my kids to do the peak. Did he come? Did he come? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And my nine-year-old, we do this thing called the Elf on the Shelf. Oh. Do you do the Elf on the Shelf? No. I don't know how we avoided it. Well, I've forgotten a couple of times. Yeah. So then I, my my nine-year-old, Avis, looks at me and she says, Daddy, mm, 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 the oh, Elf on the Shelf. And I yeah. go, oh, shoot. So then I turn around and I go move it. And I'm standing in the, and, and there's my, my eight-year-old, Finley. And she's looking at me. Like kind of sad because she saw that the elves didn't move and she doesn't understand why. And I go, and I look really fast in my head. I go, did you see that? And she gets up running around because she thinks the elves have just flown away again and they've moved somewhere. What about your days off? Like when you took a day off the other day, what did you do on your day? So well, I'm off all next week, so I will be uh, in my underwear for most of that. I have a giant beanbag chair that I just sit in and I will watch Netflix. <laughs> I got really scared. I'm going to be, be in my underwear. I do. I'm going to be in my underwear. I got a giant beanbag as well. Yeah, I saw that's it right. No. Oh, yeah. Both both go together. No, I yeah. just I loaf around, man. I do. I really, you, you, I, I like to feel, I like to rejuvenate my creative juices, if you will. So, yeah. like, I'll sit around and just kind of, like, start to prepare for 2018. Now, you know, we've got two big shows. I've got my show. I've got your show now. And mm-hmm. I like I like to just sit and prepare for those things. How's that been for you, the difference of having, you know, because, I mean, you put in a lot of time. I love it. Oh, I love it. You're good with it? It's my favorite thing in the world. <clears throat> I do I, I do this anyways. How much video game playing will be done over your vacation? Yeah. Good amount. <clears throat> a good amount. Are you a video, video guy? Yeah. No, I mean, I like to play Call of Duty and stuff. And I know, I know a lot of the listeners might be into that game right now. It's where you run around and shoot each other. It's weird, but... I don't play. I never, ever did it. I remember. Because you were living life. You were out meeting girls and living is life. There, is there a gaming system in your house, Daniel? Do you have no, one? No, nothing. See? As a matter of fact, my children don't watch television. See? I, I, I let them watch the TV on the weekend. They have no TV during the week. That's brilliant. Uh, and they took away their iPads and their phones. All that stuff smart. is gone. That's smart. Well, you know what I did? I you know I slowly, in, I, well, I noticed it. Kids can't write anymore. They can't write anything. They're used to typing, yeah, yeah, and they and they don't read a lot, so uh, I, I, I this really bothered me, and and both of my children's grades were oh, just okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kept explaining to them about here's the bar in Daddy's house, and here's the bar that you're used to, you know, because the bar in my house is far higher than what the expectations are when they're with their mother. Sure. So, uh, and, and and it took a little while for them to get used to that, but I really think they really like the structure. Yeah, and now they kids uh, like structure. I'm past the uh, the phase of them asking me a hundred times. Uh, I started doing the uh, the seagulls from ne- Finding Nemo. Yeah, mine, 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 yeah. mine. That's, that's uh, whenever they start asking me yeah. too much, I just start going mine, mine, yeah. mine, and they get it right away. And they're like, "Oh, okay, we're asking too much." Yeah, I think the I think the kids reading cursive is not going to be a thing anymore. My kids can't read cursive My because kid, yeah, nobody writes they, in cursive well, they don't anymore. Write in cursive I know. either. I mean, I get they're they're teaching my nine year old, but I, I don't know for what. I don't know who writes in cursive. I mean, I, who really writes much anymore? I don't know. I could write much. Yeah. You you, you want to chime saying, in? Or you saying we have one minute one left? Minute. <laughs> one minute. Do you write in cursive? I can. I haven't done it in decades. I, I was going to say, do you ever do it? <laughs> no. Just I always my signature. Print it. Yeah. I was print. There it is. I don't think I don't write. Terrible I don't hand write much, anyways. So yeah, my my time off will be a lot of that. A lot of kid stuff. I like to spend time with my family. Does like wife you get do. excited that you're home? No. And- no? no, she wants me out of the house. Look at me. She's happy when I'm not home. Oh, Robin gets all ready. Ooh. Yeah, but how long have you been together with her? 
Working on five years? Yeah, see, I've, I'm 12 years in now. Oh, so we, it's over. When's oh, the shine going to come off? Just look at the top of my head. It's, it's, When's the shine going to come off for me and Robin? I mean, yeah, she, still gets, guys, she still gets great outfits yeah, and has guys, my dinner ready. You got something else going bathtub on, Bathtub. You had, she took her top off in here a week ago. So really, I think you still got the... Oh, she's got the hot body. She's got, you're fine. Yeah. You know how old Robin is? I'm not going to say you're gonna, Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go there? No, you're going to die. You're gonna, my, my wife's so straight up and real. She looks literally like she's in her late 30s. Yeah. My wife's 51 years That's old. unbelievable. I would have never guessed that. She's 51 years old in that in that condition and in, in her skin and her... Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh, wow. Calm we got we got ra- <laughs> I got honey I'm coming home soon. <laughs> we got to wrap up. Be ready. Up. Be ready. But you've got a guest Special that you want to announce. Frank Kellyendo will be on the show Friday, my friend, uh supplied to us by the great Jason Klug and Del Lago Casino Hotel. He's going to be playing out at Del Lago the following week. Frank will come on and talk with us about sports and the many great voices and impressions that he does. Great guest to have on the show Friday. Please don't miss our show on Friday with Frank Caliendo and the great Jason Klug. That'll do it for us, Brian. Axe up next, ESPN Radio, Syracuse.